1: Welcome to Curious Minnesota, I'm your host, Eric Roper. I've been looking forward to today's episode for quite a while now. It's about one of the most challenging and fascinating stories that I've ever reported. To introduce this topic, I'm gonna throw things back to a recording I made way back in April during a trip to Southwest Minnesota. Welcome to Curious Minnesota, I'm your host, Eric Roper, and I'm here on a windy, snowy day on the banks of the Minnesota River in front of a sign that proclaims world's oldest rock Is this the world's oldest rock? That's the topic of today's episode because this sign is making a big claim. It was erected in 1975 and it's referring to the nice, G-N-E-I-S-S, rock that is all around this area that was once considered the oldest in the world. Now that's no longer the case and this sign is no longer correct, but we're going to get into the history of how Minnesota did become the home of some very ancient rock because it is very old rock. It's very important rock. It's just not the oldest rock. So we're going to get into all of that on today's episode. The question that prompted this story and episode came from reader Lynn Keeler. Let's hear from Lynn, and then Ash Miller and I will wade through 3.5 billion years of Minnesota history.
2: was maybe about five years ago, I was in Granite Falls for, of all things, a canoe theater where they did a performance in canoes down the river. And as we were just kind of looking around Granite Falls, we came across, as a friend and I and an exchange student, you know, this sign that said, the world's oldest rock, or the oldest rock in the world. And I thought, interesting, but there's a lot of Old rocks. <laughs> I mean, there's even in northern Minnesota, the Canadian Shield is billed as some of the oldest rock in the world. And then there's St. Ayers Rock is, you know, an old rock. What makes this rock the oldest rock in the world? And how does anybody determine that? I've always just kind of wondered about that ever since.
0: So our question today is complicated. It's huge. It's maybe
1: <laughs> the biggest question we've ever tackled. It's, I don't know. That's that def- bit much. But it's
0: definitely the longest timeline. Like let's just let's just start there. Like it is the longest history lesson that we are going to give.
1: Yeah, we don't normally go beyond human history, and in this case, we're going like way beyond.
0: Most of it, humans are a blip in this timeline.
1: (laughs) Okay, so let's prepare the listeners. Okay, this is a this is a very challenging topic, but I guarantee if you sit and absorb it a bit, and then maybe read the story too, you're gonna feel so smart, and it's gonna be so interesting. And I didn't know anything about geology. I'm not a geology person. I kind of became one in the mm-hmm. course of this story because of how interesting it, and it took months to right. figure this out.
0: It's, it's one of those questions that it's going to change the way you look at Minnesota. I, I am not exaggerating that once you read this story, everywhere you go, you're going to see these yeah. rocks, and you're going to be like, oh, I know the story about that, thanks to Curious Minnesota.
1: Exactly. All right. So... That's just, a, we've hyped it up. We've hyped it up Hopefully listeners are ready. They're they're in their seats or they're walking around. They're yes. in their cars. They're ready to hear the tale yes. of how, do we have the world's oldest rock? What yes. an intriguing headline. What an intri- I would click and it on was that a, It was
0: a very good clickbait <laughs> Is that what the sign is? Essentially, clickbait. Just like, Minnesota's oldest rock. Right. Okay, let's see. Yeah. All right, so take me, let's start. Um, so we got
1: to go chrono- yeah, chronologically yeah, so because st- it's so complicated.
0: Yes, that's uh, the easiest way to explain it. So take me back to the dawn of time. <laughs>
1: All right. So dawn of time, well, dawn of earth time, right, okay. is th- is 4.5 billion years ago the earth is created. So and that's, you know, we just uh, scientists know that. I'm just going to take their word for it. Okay. <laughs> and then so that happens and then about a billion years passes. So now we're at 3.5 billion years ago. Somewhere on earth, deep underground, Uh, We don't know where the rocks that we now see in towns like Morton and Granite Falls and um, places like that in southwestern Minnesota, they are created now. I'm using the word created. Normally with granitic rocks, granite rocks, we would say, well, it's from magma that's cooling. Mm-hmm. But this stuff, this is actually some of the Earth's earliest crust. So scientists don't have a precise explanation for like how that stuff got made. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to say it got created because okay. it's it's early, early Earth crust. And it's some of the only surviving early Earth crust on the continent. And we can talk later about, there are other examples. So It's not the only one, and it's not the oldest one. So we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that, too. So, okay, so now we're at, uh, that's 3.5 billion years ago. It's created. Mm -hmm. It's deep underground, and it's basically the bedrock of a small continent, okay? Okay. And this continent is sort of floating around. And we're sort of familiar with the idea of, you know, land masses then sort of colliding into each other. So Mm -hmm. that's what happens about 2.6 billion years ago, is that basically this land mass collides with other land masses and forms like a cluster that then comes into contact with other clusters. And the reason, just to put this into perspective, this all becomes what we now know as North America, like the nucleus. Okay, Mm -hmm. Two things about that. One is that that in those collisions and prior to those collisions, there was sort of pressure and heat and other things that were affecting the rock. And so um, it was basically creating new minerals and that's partly why this rock is beautiful rock, Mm -hmm. Uh, some of it. It's very pink and gray and swirling patterns and I encourage people to look at the photos online. You've seen this rock on buildings likely. Uh, It's used like at the downtown, what's now known as the Lumen Building, formerly the CenturyLink Building. You'll see it covering the facade of the ground floor of that building so okay new minerals are forming, both from the collisions but other prior events, and then when those collisions happen, basically, it's like, we understand tectonics, right, where mm-hmm. we have two plates sort of colliding, two land masses colliding, and then a mountain range would form. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. So at one point, Minnesota had mountain range on it, some sort of mountain range, and it basically, it brought some of this rock sort of up to the surface mm-hmm. in, in that process because we, we talked about how it was deep low ground. Mm -hmm. Those mountains then eroded away, and so they are obviously not here anymore, right? So okay, just to close this out, and then we'll talk about more modern history. Mm -hmm. So every continent on Earth has a nucleus, has like the place around which it formed way long ago, and then other stuff kind of collided and made it into, into the modern day version of the continent. So North America's nucleus is known as the Canadian Shield. And Minnesota is actually at the southern end of the Canadian Shield. In these nuclei, <laughs> in these nu- <laughs> and these are all called cratons. A nucleus of a continent is called a craton. Okay,
0: a Star Trek villain. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, just like a Klingon or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so every continent has a craton, and that is where you find the world's oldest rocks, typically. So when we think of Minnesota, we think of it being central in America and in North America, it's very middle of the country, and we also think about it being very flat, right? Because these cratons are very stable places. There's not tectonic activity happening like there once was whereas in California or you know the Rockies for example are more modern tectonic activity so Minnesota' is flat Minnesota's in the middle of the country and that is partly why we can say there are very old rocks in Minnesota mm-hmm. it's a whole long walk to explain that but yes. hopefully that makes sense
0: so how can we see these rocks today this is we're talking about billions of years ago but we can we can see them today we can see them in these towns
1: right so there are ancient rocks, and maybe not quite as old as these, but there's a lot of ancient rocks that are actually buried under sediment. And that's because Mm -hmm. 70,000 years ago, so let's just recap. We went from 2.6 billion years ago, and now we're basically, we're getting into more modern era, Mm -hmm. 70,000 years ago. We know about ice ages and things. So the glaciers, they left sediment on top of what's now Minnesota. And when the glaciers melted and left that sediment, they created a huge lake known as Lake Agassiz. Now, We'd say huge lake. I mean, we're thinking, you know, Lake Mille Lacs is a huge lake. Mm-hmm. Lake Superior is a huge lake. This is bigger. This is, we're going from Canada. in. It's larger than the Great Lakes ty- type of deal. You know, it's mm-hmm. going from Canada into the Dakotas, into Minnesota. Huge sort of pool of water left behind by the glaciers. And then this thing floods, right? Mm-hmm. And it floods where the Minnesota River is today. So the Minnesota River is kind of a very small river by comparison. This is such a torrential flood that it carves a valley. And that's Mm -hmm. what the Minnesota River Valley is. Mm -hmm. And if you go to towns like Granite Falls, you can see, if you look closely, sort of a depression. Like there's basically, there's a high point on either side of the river, and then it kind of comes down. And that's because this torrential flood, which was known as River Warren, Glacial River Warren, it just cut away everything in its path. And so what it did was it exposed Mm -hmm. these ancient rocky roots of those mountains that we talked about. that's what we're seeing today when we see the outcroppings in these places.
0: So these rocks are exposed, they're very, very, very old, but are they the oldest rock?
1: Right. So now we're getting to the actual question in the story. So let's start with the answer, which is no. Okay. But, the, but with that doesn't mean it's not interesting, right? So right. like, uh, we could have stopped there. We could have just said no and no. then kind of ended the story. Well, thanks
0: for listening. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but no. So basically... The reason that this sign exists is because of a really kind of interesting scientific thing that happened in Minnesota. So even in the 1800s, people who were studying the state's geology, they knew that these were ancient rocks. And I don't know precisely why, but they did. They understood that these were ancient rocks. So then we fast forward into like the 1940s and 50s and stuff like that. There's a guy at the University of Minnesota named Alfred Nier. So Alfred Neer, basically he advances radioactive dating technology and and he sort of becomes a pioneer in his field. He actually worked on the Manhattan Project and some other things. He was very sort of significant in his own way. But one of the things that he did was he basically created the technology that really allowed geologists to zero in on like the exact age of rocks. And this was sort of getting more refined as he did more work over the course of the 20th century. So we have this professor at the U and then we have another, we have a student at the U who then becomes a professor at the U in more of the geology field. And this guy's name is Samuel Goldick. And Goldick becomes pretty obsessed with the Minnesota River Valley Rocks. And that's how these rocks are generally known around the world as the Minnesota River Valley Rocks. So by the 1960s, researchers are figuring out, and this is the way they do this, is they figure out so uranium. A little science break here, okay. okay. I mean, so within a, this is a science within a science break. okay? Mm-hmm. Uranium breaks down into lead in a predictable way within zircons and rocks. I know that's a lot to take in. That's but a lot ba- of words. Basically, like, when they're doing this radioactive dating, they're looking at the zircons in the rocks, and they're figuring out, like, you know, what is the breakdown from uranium to lead, and this will tell us the this this huge number that how, how old it is. So by the 60s, they're using this to figure out that this is about 3.5 billion-year-old rock. But then in the 70s, there's new research, and Goldick is kind of involved in some of this, and it says it's 3.8 billion-year-old rock. Okay, so 3.5, 3.8. Mm -hmm. And at that time, there's moon rocks being, you know, we're talking about the 70s now, so they've been to the moon. Moon rocks were about uh, 4.5 billion years old, so that's about the same age as the Earth. And so Goldick says the only older rocks on Earth were brought back from the moon. So this 1974 claim that he makes ends up sort of it that's why the sign gets put up because he's saying this is the world's oldest rock and the sign goes up the Medicine County Historical Society puts up a sign we don't know anything about why the sign went up there's no newspaper you would think there were, can you imagine and this is yeah. what I always imagine some sort of crowd and they unveil the yeah. sign I was hoping that we would have some little clipping and the mayor of Granite Falls actually spent time looking into this and looking into the clips Mm -hmm. and couldn't find anything. So we don't know why or what what was the context around the sign going up. But it turns out that 3.8 billion years old is overly ambitious for these rocks. Okay. It's not accurate. It's they're 3.5 billion years old. But more importantly, this whole advancement in all this technology allowed people around the world to start looking into rocks, you know, all over the place. And we know where the cratons are, so we kind of know sort of where to look. And so it wasn't long. I mean, I looked at a book from 1982, Minnesota's geology. I was mm-hmm. reading books like this throughout the reporting of this story and it was um I would have to like put it down. There's so so dense. I mean, right. this topic is so. Dense. But anyway, the book noted like that there are older rocks in Canada and Greenland. So. We go from 74 to 82. It's already not the world's oldest rock mm-hmm. anymore. By the end of fact-checking this story, I was in communication with basically the leading geochronologists of the United States. Okay. Um, these were people in Wyoming, in Florida, in Washington, D.C., in Minnesota, Syracuse, New York. I mean, like, it was a really interesting process. So a couple things came out of that. One is that we know that there are three outcroppings that are as ancient as Minnesota's in the United States. Mm-hmm. So those are in Wyoming and in in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And actually there was a Michigan guy helping as well. And then on the story, we we basically cobbled together a map of the world Mm -hmm. and showed rocks that are 3.5 billion years old. So I encourage people to look at the graphics on the story because everything we've been talking about is super complicated Mm -hmm. and our recently retired colleague, Eddie Thomas, did a super job putting together all of this info into more manageable graphics. Mm -hmm. So not the world's oldest rock, but very interesting rock.
0: So it's not the world's oldest rock, but they kept the sign up. And it's it's a major part of their identity as a town. Like these rocks make up, no pun intended, well, actually pun intended, the bedrock of these cities.
1: Yeah. I started looking into this starting in around February is when I, when I started doing the reporting. And it was around April that I, I, I knew I had to go out to Granite Falls. How could I write this story about the world's oldest rock without going and seeing yeah. the world's oldest rock? Or not the world's oldest rock, yes. whatever it is. So uh, my husband and my now husband and I, Tane, we took a trip out to Morton and Granite Falls to sort of get a sense of things. And we started at where else the world's oldest rock sign, which mm-hmm. is it's in a parking lot. Of the Yellow Medicine County Historical Society, and we talked there with the executive director Megan Lepetsky, and she kind of explained why they haven't changed the sign
2: and we have a clip of that yeah i am megan lepetsky i am the director of yellow medicine county historical society and museum in granite falls minnesota
1: so tell us a little bit about the history of the oldest rock sign
2: i know for a fact that it was carbon dated in 1974 and at that time it was labeled as the oldest rock however um the president of the board and i have been discussing the for the past couple of years of whether or not we should get it redated and we think we should but right now We just don't have
1: the funds to do so. And just to clarify, I mean, since there's a lot of scientists who've looked at the rock, like, is it necessary to have it redated to update the sign, do you think?
2: It would have to be,
1: yeah. Like, just not relying on some other scientific paper or something. Exactly. Exactly. And and so do people come to see the sign very much, or what's sort of the uh, interest in the sign?
2: We actually do have quite a few people that do come and just specifically look at the rock. Then we also have people come because it's a Pokemon stop.
1: So <laughs> What kind of Pokemon stop?
2: It's a place where you can get items.
1: Okay, all right. And didn't, as, how do you know that? So they're just coming in the parking lot and doing the, doing the Pokemon?
2: Sometimes they are. Sometimes they'll actually come in and ask questions. It's a lot more grandparents with their grandchildren because the grandchildren are really into rocks mm-hmm. and then they come in and ask right.
1: I think you mentioned to me that there was some maybe confusion about which rock it's referring to
2: Yes, we have uh, several other rocks right next to it. There is a giant red granite pillar from an old bank in town. We have an old sundial right next to it and then uh, a grinding stone as well.
1: Okay, so then that was top one. And then kudos to the mayor of Granite Falls, who's a super nice guy named Dave Smogluski. He pulled together a bunch of people who have interest in the rock or have done research into the rock. And we all got together at the Blue Nose Pub in downtown Granite Falls and we just had a conversation about it and we recorded bits and pieces of it but here's Dave sort of talking a little bit about going through the papers and also sort of the significance of the rock in the area and Dave has ALS so you'll sort of hear that a bit in his speech. Introduce yourself for us.
3: Uh, Dave Smigluski uh, I'm the mayor
1: here in Granite Falls How like uh, prominent is this, is that sign in your memories of Granite Falls?
3: No, Dave. Tim- <laughs> be honest, I don't recall the sun being put up and I looked through um, newspaper files from 74 through into 76 spent a couple of hours yesterday afternoon hoping to find aha, Eureka we found it <laughs> like some big ribbon cutting or something or at least a photo in a cut line but nothing but it has shown up in a lot of photos people stopped there and mugged for the camera and am have the this rock
1: and, and if they updated the sign i mean do you think that the town would be feel a little hurt of their pride hurt a little bit or how do you think people would react
3: We know we've got the oldest drug, so who cares what the sign says? That's a good answer. (laughs) It's such a fact of life here that we don't even
1: think about it, mostly. Okay, and before we leave the pub, we gotta talk to Joe Hauger. So Joe is a really interesting guy. He's a woodworker, but he also has researched these rocks extensively and and he came with all these binders. But we talked a little bit about sort of his own personal story about knowing these rocks and also how he describes them to people since we know that they're not the world's oldest rock. Tell us your name. Joe Hauger. Do you remember seeing the sign growing up? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember having our pictures
3: taken by it and everything you know, we would tell our family that we live in the town of the world's oldest rock and yeah. not really knowing exactly what that meant, right. but thinking it was cool and exciting. So.
1: so now we know it's not the world's oldest rock, but what do you tell people when to make the case of as to why this is really interesting rock, that it's interesting ancient rock?
3: Uh, so academics keep looking for old rock, and like everything, it's it's a spot check. You can only walk up and test so many rocks because most of them are buried, but the the way I kind of explain it to people, I guess, is that they have found older rocks in various places, but they're very remote. And one's on an island. I've looked at them on aerial maps and there's not a whole lot of infrastructure around them. So I tell people
1: that this is the oldest rock you can just drive up to on a well-maintained road and touch. Okay, then the next day we had to go to Morton because Mm -hmm. this rock is typically known as Morton Nice which we didn't really say, but there's that's how how some of it is often, the, the beautiful stuff is identified. So we went to Morton. Morton is like worth a visit. If you look around Morton you'll see this beautiful rock on buildings, on monuments, on cemetery tombstones, on the abandoned school. It's all over the facade. There's a quarry there. The curbs in Morton are made of Morton Nice. It's like, and it's a really cool rock and the bar in town there's only one bar in town Mm -hmm. it's got morton nice all over it all right last stop and then we will uh, close things out here but the yellow medicine county historical society that's where they have the sign but they actually don't have an exhibit in there about this old rock You would expect that there would have been an exhibit there, and there wasn't. The exhibit, actually, is at the Renville County Historical Society. So Mm. that's in Morton, and um, their executive director is Nicole Elzenga, and she was super nice and sort of showed us around. They have a whole corner of—I recommend people checking it out um, if they're going to go to Morton. They have a corner of the museum that is devoted to this rock. And actually, after the story came out, someone drove to the museum just to talk to her and see this exhibit, which I thought was super fun. They said they had seen this rock every their whole life because they worked downtown and they wanted to know more about it. But anyway, so Nicole gave us a little overview of sort of how she explains this whole thing to people and the children that come in to hear about the rock.
0: I am Nicole Elzinga. I am the Renville County Historical Society Executive Director. People show up to this museum for that story. They come to see the outcropping. They come to find out about the Morton Nice. They want to learn. They want to touch it. They want to have a piece to take home and i have pieces that i send home with kids
1: You <laughs> got a little there's a box of rocks here
0: the rocks and the rocks i tell them that these are you know 3.5 billion is what i usually use is easier and i said these are very precious and they take one home and they usually go to the bathroom and wash it off first and, and then take it home and put it by the nightstand um, I am a lover of rocks, know no history about rocks. I am not a geologist, but the story of our Morton Nice, wow. Okay, so that brings me to the obvious question. If the oldest rock is not here, where is
1: it? All right, that's a good question. We almost forgot to tackle the actual <laughs> question itself, right? So the oldest rock is generally considered the what's known as the Acasta Nice. And that's named after this sort of remote part of uh, northwestern Canada where it is located. And that is about 4 billion years old. Now, a couple of years ago, researchers who I spoke with, mm-hmm. um, they found on the eastern shores of Hudson Bay, another very remote area, they found rock that they claimed, and this was using some new techniques that are controversial <laughs> and I won't get into that. They claimed that this rock was 4.2 billion years old. That's not settled. So Canada is the answer. Okay. And it's one of these two likely, but there's rock, I mean, There's old rocks all over the place, as people can see in the map on the story.
0: This is why I love Curious Minnesota stories, because, like, I'm going to leave the newsroom right now and walk downtown, and I'm going to see these rocks, and I'm going to know the story behind them. Yeah. And you came into this story knowing nothing.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's it's our most ancient artifact. What could be more interesting and significant? And so all people have to do, like, for example, if they go downtown and look at the former CenturyLink building, which is a very beautiful building in its Mm -hmm. own right, the facade is just amazingly beautiful and they can go on the story too and see what this stuff looks like i mean obviously we're having a conversation it's hard to describe it adler planetarium in chicago if people have been there is totally covered in it the u.s embassy in singapore it's even on there so it's kind of all it's all over the place
0: yeah, well, thank you for <laughs> being very brief. We went through many decades, many eons decades. of history. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Billions of decades. We went through just, just the full run of Minnesota history from the birth mm-hmm, <laughs> of mm-hmm. the continent, and I feel we did a very good job keeping it succinct, but I learned a
1: lot. This is good. I'm, I'm glad that we were able to sort of summarize this, and hopefully people can check out the story, and hopefully everybody feels a little smarter, a little more geologically informed. I don't know at the end of all of this and maybe in the future we'll do other geology stories because there's a whole like North Shore story there's a whole like Boundary Waters geology story too and stuff that we haven't talked about but that's a different ancient rock
0: oh can't wait
1: yeah okay that's it for today's show i just wanted to make one small correction i said there were three outcroppings as ancient as minnesota's in the u.s to be clear minnesota's outcroppings are among the three oldest in the country thanks as always for listening to curious minnesota we're excited to get back into a regular schedule following my wedding hiatus and if you like the show please tell a friend about it thanks
0: Thanks for listening to Curious Minnesota. We want to hear from you. Ask questions and read more stories online at startribune.com backslash curious. Our show is recorded at the Star Tribune's headquarters in beautiful downtown Minneapolis. And our music is produced by Matt Gilmer. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or leave a review. And until next time, stay curious.